Funny 16 presents. Hello and welcome to Only Films, a podcast for film shooters and analog camera lovers. My name is Mandy Left, I'm a film photographer and today we have uh, such an interesting topic and I have the perfect person with me to talk about this topic. Um, so first of all, I want to tell you who I am with. So I'm with Chris Faulkner and now he's going to introduce himself. Hi, I'm Chris. Uh at christian.barkner on Instagram and I've been a film shooter for about 12 years now and uh, um, if you've ever seen a, a, a tall bloke in a bow tie and a bowler hat with a field camera at a photo walk there's a very good chance that was me. Yep, yep, that's the one, that's Chris. So the topic for today is uh, the zone system but actually I decided to call it the zone system for dummies. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to go through the very basics like maybe um, some of you know what it is, maybe some of you are very familiar with it, or maybe you have heard about it, or maybe you've never heard about it. So um, we want to appeal to everyone. Um, so we're going to start from the very basics, like what is the zone system and what is it used for? And actually from the very, like the, the origin of the zone system, who invented it and why? Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, um in brief, the zone system is a, uh, is a methodology for get, getting a consistent exposure in photographs. It's a, uh, it's an, it was developed by Fred Archer and Ansel Adams. It's, it's widely credited as sort of being coming around in, in, you know, between 1939 and 1940. But you, you know, the truth is it's probably it's their system that we've been working on you know, individually and together for sort of 20 years prior to that. That's yeah. just sort of the first publication of it. Yeah, so the reason why we're talking about this and the reason why I wanted to talk about this in this podcast is because I did a workshop with Dan Wheeler at Make It Easy and it was a workshop where we studied this own system through John Blakemore's workshop and that actually it's just it opened my mind to so many things that I, I just was not aware of and I thought Everybody needs to know about this. Like I'm, I'm like desperate for everyone to know about this sound system. So now we know where it comes from. We know it's just the um, a process to get a good exposure uh, on black and white film, right? Yeah. Um, right. So, would you say that that is still relevant nowadays for our film photography that we do nowadays? Yeah, it's ch- it's changed slightly from the old. We don't we don't really need to you know determine the ISO film beforehand. We we're told that, and uh, um, there's a lot more information about it. So it's still relevant because it's a um, it's a shooting methodology methodology as much as anything. So it's for as use and when you're you know you're making a photograph, really, you really are. You have to stop and think and so on. So it, yeah. I think it's. I think so. Yeah. And it's a special. Yeah, it's changed now because we're very um, the hybrid workflows of scanning and getting digital yeah. film images, but it still very much applies. Yeah, because um, it, it. I went to make it easy to learn how to make prints, and then I ended up learning about how to shoot and how to meet. I was like, what am I doing here? But then it all made sense because basically, you need it. Obviously, this is obvious, but you need a good negative to make a good print. And how to make a good negative is um, basically getting the exposure right. And to get the exposure right, in this workshop, I learned that one of the best ways, or all the way um, through this method, is using a spot light meter. 
Yes. Is that is that right? Is that yes. always the case? Yes. So you've two types of light meters. You've got uh, an incident meter, which measures a reflected light, and a spot meter. Now the, the issue with a um, an incident meter is that it wouldn't be able to tell the difference between, say, a um, a grey wall and a wall that had a you know a, a, like a chessboard. Because that would both measure for 50% grey, because it's sort of a combined average. Whereas a spot meter, you would line up on where you want to meter, yeah. and it tells you what that, that part of the wall and that part of the wall. So you could tell the difference between a black square and a white square. So uh, which part of the, let's say, the, the, the image do I want to meter exactly? With the spot meter, what am I aiming at exactly? So, well, with the zone system, you've got it's a um, it, it's basically tone, if, tonal mapping for film. If you're familiar with that in the digital world, so what you do is a uh, well, you know, from pure black to pure white is divided up into eleven zones mm -hmm. from zero to ten, and a um, but it's kind of a, a, a and what you do is you sort of pick where you want to you know retain detail. And judging by the scene, and so if you look at say a sort of an average, an average scene, sort of in sort of in you know decent outdoor lighting, you would sort of say, I'm going to meter for. I want to say if it's someone wearing you want someone with darker hair or wearing dark clothes, say I want to retain detail there, so I'm going to meter that. I'm going to assign that to be zone three. Bear in mind, and then I'm going to see what the highlights are like for where I want to, you know, retain detail and. Yeah. So then, you know, it's still it's a bit it's a bit involved. This is what I mean. It's sort of a uh, it's a methodology yeah. for shooting as much it's as much as it is an exposure technique. It feels very much like a, a compositional one as well because you're sort of adjusting based on the light. Uh -huh. But say so, yeah, so you would take a meter reading, you would shoot for the shadows. That's and then this is also helps to maybe take notes and say say if the highlights were a um, so yeah. So you want to keep it within about three stops yeah. over for the, uh, the, the highest to the lowest for where you want details yeah. really and so if it is three stops over for highlights that's great no that's great but if it is over you make a note of that and uh, then when it comes to develop you then develop your film for that highlights and the general rule of thumb is that for each if you want to move that highlight down to get detail so I say and then you would a uh, Bring it down by about bring your development time time down by about twenty percent to sort of get okay. that highlight detail down a stop, okay. and it's about twenty percent per stop up to okay. a point. It's a bit complicated. It's a bit complicated. Well, we can maybe um, present some sort of like practical yeah. idea, like just like an example. Yeah. So a uh, yeah. There's a, there's a, I can, it's one of those things where I can think of like a diagram. I could, I could think yeah. of something I can draw, okay. and it would make way more sense than what I just said. But we could actually do that and then post yeah. the drawing. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but yeah, so the zone system is it's generally a, a shoot, shoot for the uh, shadows, develop for the highlights is the general rule. That's a general rule. And then for those who are really not familiar about you know, these 11 zones, like yeah. zone zero is the which? Zone zero would be pure black with no detail. Uh -huh. And zone 10 would be pure white with no detail. Uh -huh. But zone five would be sort of, that's... You know, fifty percent grey. That's uh -huh. your, that's your standard. That's that should be your base. That should be your properly exposed. You know, subject yeah. matter, focal yeah. point of the image, and then you've got room either side for 
brighter parts with detail and darker parts with detail. Mm -hmm. And generally we would say that's sort of zone three to zone seven. Okay. That's, and so, yeah, that's where your image is going to sit in the system. And let's just picture something right now. And you're taking photos of the landscape, of mountain. Yeah. And then you're metering for the shadows. Yeah. And... So, say you're a... Um, say you're Ansel Adams, the firm, uh, yeah. you know, the developer. Because <laughs> he, he is really... He's, but, you know, I think he did, he did a lot. And he did... And uh, so, you're looking over Yosemite Valley and you're seeing some nice... Uh, shadows coming from the mountains, but you want detail under there, and so you, and you've got a bright sky and a sort of a, a well-lit grey mountain, and actually that's the ideal sort of yeah. example. And say so you would and say um, hypothetically you'd meet a, the, the mountain well lit, and that comes back as a um, one two hundred and fifty for a second, at, you know, f eight. Mm -hmm. And then you would say, well, actually, that's going to be going, but I really need to make sure I get this, this you know, detail in the shadows and the valley down, so we'll meet to that, and that comes down, and that comes back as, you know, it might come up as 160th of a second. Okay. Uh, and now that's a, uh, that's a difference of two stops already. Yeah. And so that's, you know, and that's about, that's, that's about right, but then you're thinking, oh, I want these, this great cloud detail, but that's a, uh, you know, once one one thousandth of a second or so. Yeah. And so that's a... Uh, that be that sort of like four, four or five stops over and so what you do is you sort of make note of this and say right this is what we're going to do we're going to shoot this detail this at 160 for a second to get good detail here and then i want to reduce my development time so that i can pull back detail from the hive points and get a really good negative with exposure all over okay so i need to reduce my development time by um, well by well sort of <laughs> 15 to sort of 25 percent per stop. Okay. You, sort of, you need to do a bit of experimentation, but yeah. but this is this is where the zone system is a um, showing its age a little bit because with modern films, mm. there are a lot of uh, exposure latitudes are a lot wider yeah. today than what they were. So, if, so yeah. it's it's one way you need to do a bit of experimentation yourself, and this is where it's sort of it really. Is. It, you can really see the benefit for sheet film and doing one sheet at a time <laughs> instead of a roll of images. Cause you, That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, you have to, you, can't, you know, you can't change your development time per image on a roll of film. So no, you've got no. to do the whole thing, which makes it a bit harder, but mm. not over. So what I would say is if they're all, you would reduce your development time by about, I don't know, 30%. Yeah. So... You know, if it's a ten, if it's a ten-minute development, go down to sort of you know seven minutes. And the way that black and white film works mm. is that your, your shadows have you know that details developed, and you're stopping for development before it has time to really go through and bleach out all the highlights. Aha! So that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing, and then you and then after that you should you know use a stop bath. That's important at this point instead of just water because water really? does, okay. well a stop bath neutralizes the developer uh, whereas the water washes sense. it away because it's uh, so it's because you know. that's that's what i've done until yesterday to me i always use water and i was like well you know and i've talked to lots of people and they said i've been using water for 20 years so you don't need a stop bath um but i suppose you do i started well, using it yesterday you don't have, it's <laughs> like i said everything is sort of it's there's, there's a lot of leniency and it's it's not 
an exact science, mm -hmm. which is so, which is ironic because the zone system kind of <laughs> tries to make it an exact science. But uh, um, yeah, so if you've got a short development time, like seven minutes, mm. where the time it takes to wash the film is going to add development time because it doesn't stop the instant, it doesn't stop the whole film, oh, the yes. instant water goes in. So it's only once the tank is full and it's had time to wash that developer off. So if you use a stop bath, that it, it, that's a base, it neutralizes the acid of the developer, uh -huh. stops the development as soon as it touches it. So as soon as that tank's full, it stops developing. Ah, and that so could mean that you've got a development of seven minutes and sort of four seconds, yes. even though you've aimed for that. Whereas with water, you might end up with a development of seven minutes and 30 seconds. Yeah. So, which is not, I know it's not a big time, but when that's coming down to sort of, that's, you know, that's a significant fraction of your uh, development time. But then, of course, if you had like a really long one, like you were doing a 30 minute stand develop, for example, it's, you, yeah. So, you know, play it by ear, play it by ear. Yeah, it's kind of, you, you, well, you just got to just work out and say, oh, I want to, I really need to stop this soon because it's a short development and I don't want it to go over. Yeah, so that's when you need it. Obviously, So I that's mean, the advantage to stop there. Yeah, it's like, I guess when I started, I thought just developing film was just like literally developing film without any more decision, yeah. you know, but now I can see that there's just so many factors involved in how you yeah. develop. <laughs> well, it's sort of like taking your, neg taking your film and saying, I really want to develop this for this image. It's, yeah. You're really making an image. It's not just yeah. you're not taking one. You're, you're really making one every point in the uh, yeah. along the way. Yeah, and you're giving me a very good reason to start shooting that format. <laughs> well, it's yeah, it's just the uh, what I would say. It's kind of hard to do a zone system with 35 millimeter. Well, I would imagine so. I was thinking medium format. Yeah, but, but so, but so 35 you, even harder. 35. So if you want 36 <laughs> shots, it's kind of hard because especially if you're yeah so you want sort of a few you want a role of consistent images if you're going to do that because it would be hard to yeah yeah it's hard to you know because sometimes you might not want to sometimes you it might line up perfectly and it might want that 10 minute development you know instead exactly. of having to reduce it for highlights because yeah. you know so it's a um you mean yeah you've got it's it's a more advanced technique it's something i would say be aware of Mm -hmm. Right, you know, it's the guidelines more so than rules. Yeah. You'll struggle. Yeah. Yeah. And would you say that because obviously, I guess this uh, system was conceived to shoot landscapes mainly. Well, that's yeah. I would say it's we're unsure who the main driving force mm. behind it was, but we know. Uh, so Fred Archer was a portrait photographer and. Around in the 1910s in Hollywood, and uh, Anne Sladen's landscape, and so if and the zone system came out when the two of them met when they were teaching at a uh, Caribbean University in Los Angeles, mm. but so it, we were unsure which side comes from which. But I think mainly it's it's uh, Ansel Adams thing yeah. because. If you're a portrait photographer, you've got in the studio, you've got complete control. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I, um, but yeah, I would say it's an Ansel Adams thing. But look at Fred Archer because he definitely incorporates it and reads his books because they're much, I'd say they're much more accessible than Ansel Adams. Very dry. It's yeah, yeah, I've heard that. Like, yeah. Like if you were to read Ansel Adams' book, it's quite. Yeah, well, it's it's that it's that series of three books. Yeah. There's the camera, the negative, and the print. <laughs> yeah. And he starts talking about his own system in the negative, and it's sort of 
if you were to take a bite out of the Sahara Desert, you would have more, you know, it w that wouldn't be as dry as reading that. It's like reading a technical manual. <laughs> okay, yeah, so pretty hard. But then I've got with me this yeah. um, John Blakemore's Black and White Photography Workshop, and this is a more... This is, yeah, that, that is, if you like, that's the zone system, that's just... That, perfect, that perfectly encapsulates it and puts it into a context that really, 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 really helps with a uh, yeah. you know, shooting film and the zone system in 21st century. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, read about the history, read, look, at, look at it, and you can see that, yeah, John Blakemore's book is a, is a much more accessible way into learning about it yeah. than yeah. a. Um, Adams. Yeah, and but he's got like lots of different examples that I like because he used to shoot um, outside but also indoors in like literally in his living room. Yeah. And these are photos that you could just I, I just found it very inspiring because you know all these still life photos that you could just take at home and experiment more in in terms of developing and printing because then you can see that the same subject, let's say. He shoots at like different zones, and the images come out like completely different. And I would not be able to choose which one I prefer. Yeah, <laughs> right? well, yeah. It's, I mean, the great images, and it. If you like, I think that's sort of why this book is is really good because it's a um, it's it's a film it's films you can still get, and yeah. you can see because it really the zone system really benefits from a lot of. You know, trial and error and experimentation yeah. for you to sort of really get to know your film and your developer and your paper. Yeah, that's another thing because, yeah. okay, we developed the, uh, well, we've talked about development but yeah. I want to stop there as well uh, for a moment because um, I've been very interested in using different developers and it was only yesterday that I started to develop with DDX and I was really happy with the results. I've used quite a few now. Um, but I just want to know which one are you using at the moment? If you always use the same one, why? Um, I've, I've used uh, quite a lot. Of, I've used a few over the years. I'm currently on Ilford ID11. I find that's quite a, that's a that's a good economical one and produces really nice sort of mm. um, not flat images, but it doesn't add a ton of contrast. So it leaves that for you to do later if you want, uh -huh. which is nice. Which is a uh, yeah. So I've done that. I've shot um, shot. Um, have you developed? Sorry, uh, Ilford DDX. That's a good. That's a great one. That's your classic sort of. You know, I don't know. That pairs really well with you know HP5 and Tri-X. That's your. Yeah. No, 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 uh, for that, I think I've, I've played with Ilford Sol3. That adds a ton of contrast. Yeah. Yeah, which is a bit. Yeah, which is kind of not great for the zone system. I was gonna say. Yeah, but the zone system, I think, really. Is, uh, is sort of about consistency. So if that's the one you like and you want to shoot oh, that, yeah. and you shoot that, and uh, yeah, you need to just sort of, you know, learn how you're, you know, you probably already have some sense of how it works, and it's just all about, yeah, you know, working out how your developer pairs with your film. But yeah, yeah, I guess. So ID11, I've used ID11. Uh, I was really happy with it, and I didn't stop using it because I didn't like it. It was just like I was just too curious to stop there yeah. and I carried on using others. Um, okay, so that we've got ID11, and then let's just go to printing. Yes. So how's your printing work? How do you go about it? Where do you print? And yeah, paper well, that you like? Yeah. Well, I mean, I print a, um, at home in my dark room. Yeah. 
and a, um, I've used a lot of I've used a fair amount of paper, but a, um, I sort of have I settle on the Kentamere uh, stuff because mm. um, I mean I, I use it for, for lots of things other than printing. I've put it in cameras to, to test them. That's a good way to test cameras, and a, um, yeah, I like the I like the pearl paper because I find it sort of. It's easier to paint things out on the pearl paper than it is on the glossy paper. Yeah. But um, yeah, experiment. I find paper there's, a, there's less of a difference in different papers than there is in film. It's more to do with well the finish as opposed to its ability to capture detail and reproduce it. Yeah, and I want to ask you as well about your experience with the sound system. How you go on about it, like. Do you think about it um, every time you shoot, or is it just something that you consider, or how do you think about it when you shoot? Well, I, I sort of think about it in like an, an abridged way, if you like. So I think I feel like for a lot, of, you know, a lot of times it's kind of hard to get to, you know, when you take it. Like if you're taking pictures for for the job of taking them and not necessarily trying to to make one you know, too seriously, yeah. it's kind of it's good to be aware and think. Right, this is a high contrast scene. Um, so I'm going to meter here, meter here. Oh, I probably want to reduce my development time by a bit. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's right. And yeah. so I'll say, oh, I feel rather than a 12 minute development, I think I'll do 10 and a half minutes. Because mm-hmm. I just need to want to, I don't want to quite, I don't wish highlights to develop that much, but I've also got other images on this roll that probably could benefit from it. Right, so, yeah, yeah, so it's sort of, you've got to sort of split the difference, if yeah. you like, and try and, yeah, yeah. try and get something. It's not quite perfect, I think, again, but then again, with sort of modern, modern films, yeah. it's especially your sort of really, you know, your, your top shelf modern films, like your, your mm. Ilfords and your, and your Kodaks, it's a, um, you, can get, you can get away with that, it's, it's can, absolutely yeah. fine. <laughs> And then, do you think then the sewing system is only worth it if you're gonna print, or is it also good if you're just gonna scout? No, it's good if you're gonna. It's uh, it's good if it's good for both. It's you've got to sort of think about it a little bit differently, because uh, um, you know it's a bit like with a print. It's kind of you've made that print, and it's also that print. You've got complete control over what people are looking at it on. Yeah. Looking at it on that paper in a, yeah. presumably in a light. You know, whereas yeah, if you're scanning, you kind of got to take into account the different devices that people are going to be looking at that through. Of course, yeah. But, uh, um, no, it's the same principle. Again, it's sort of, again, it's the sort of a film equivalent of tone mapping, if you like. Yeah. Which is a, uh, I know uh, people will hate that, let me say, but, uh, if, you, if you know the zone system, this is not for you. But, if, uh, uh, but yeah, that's what it's like. It's kind of like you're just deciding where you want to put the detail. Yeah. And you're saying, right, so this is going to be reproduced in this medium and I know that I need to bring this down to within like two stops of each other from a two extreme details to this yeah. if that's, that would be a digital example of okay. showing on the screen you've pro- that's probably about as much as you can probably probably yeah. it depends on the screen yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's hard it's, hard, it's hard so that's what I, that's that's in a way why i sort of think about it as i just want to bring this development down a little bit and not don't take it too yeah. seriously because obviously what you want is detail everywhere in the sky everywhere sometimes it's hard and I yeah. guess that's, that's the, yeah. the um, when you like the mastery when you can get detail in a sky that really doesn't maybe have much detail but you're still managing yeah. to get detail from that yeah it's 
so, yeah, it's it's a it's it's a constant battle. If you know, it's sort of if you think about the exposure triangle of you know where it's sort of you know ISO aperture and mm -hmm. and shutter speed, or it's it's that again. <laughs> On, yeah. on top of that. On top of, I know, yeah, it's, it's really hard, but I think just thinking about it and considering it and looking at photos and looking back on my photos, um, it's just made me think how to shoot differently. Yeah, it really is. It's a, yeah. it's more of an advanced technique because it's, you can take, you can absolutely take great photographs without using the zone system. Okay. You absolutely don't need to, you know, if you're starting out mm -hmm. in film photography or any photography, the zone system is kind of like this is once you're comfortable and you're looking to take and you want to take your work further in a more serious direction this is sort of a methodology for for you know for really making for really making a good image yeah. at the time rather than just you know going about willy-nilly shooting yeah that's true and i guess when you are in control of the whole process as well yeah like if you're developing your own film if you're making prints or you're scanning your own film that's kind of when yeah. it works <laughs> if you're if you're using a lab you're gonna struggle i would think yeah yeah because it, it would effectively come down to you asking them to either pull or push process yeah each roll and it's it, it's that adds, it adds it adds another step into an already long <laughs> you know long chain of a um, you know steps to go through so it, yeah so I'd say yeah stick stick to a um, you know keep the zone system for when you're right I want to develop the film myself and not necessarily and that's what that's you kind of need to do it really to yeah. make the most of it yeah and then okay so then now I want to ask you about your shooting <laughs> so we said you shoot yeah. mostly. 4x5, but you yeah. also shoot 6x6. Six six. Yeah. Uh, which film and which camera as well? <laughs> yeah. So the 4x5, it's a. Um, that's really nice because it does allow you to focus on the, on the one image at mm. a time because it's, it's sort of all that matters because it's, it's the whole film, if you like. Yeah. The whole sheet. And uh, I mean, that's with, a, that's with a modified plate camera, which is, for, you know, which is probably the, one of the easier ways to get, in, to get into it, I would say. Yep. And film-wise, I've experimented with films. I've shot a, um, I've shot FP4, I've shot HP5. Um, and they were they're great films, they're, it, but they're very expensive in sheet film format. And so, you know, in that, that's that's sort of when I tried putting paper in my camera to shoot. That works really well, paper negatives. But that you know, that's a sort of a, that's an ASA or a, ISO or a speed of about 25, which is sort of quite low. Not, not, not bad, not bad. But uh, you can shoot direct positive paper. That's got an ASA oh, yeah. of, of three, which is a um, which is quite which which is hard to work with. I won't lie. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I've shot, I mean I've, I've shot mostly the, the cheaper films, the uh, the formers of yeah. the world, and I uh, settled on former one hundred. That seems a uh, that works for me. Yeah, that works for you. So is that what you've um, shot most recently? Yeah. Uh, in four or five. Yeah. It, it, it's, and then in a. Um, on, on rural film in medium format, um, uh, I like I like the Ilford films. They sort of it makes it more very. It's easier to justify the cost. Of that yep. price. It's so uh, FP4, HP5, yeah. Kentmere 400. That's quite a nice one. Classic, classic ones as well. Yeah, but you know, also I've done some experimenting like X-ray film and oh, you know infrared film, and they're all fun. But yeah. like I said, the zone system lends itself to yeah. consistency and knowing your film. So yeah. Uh, yeah. I think, um, well, 
I think it's clear to see that you only shoot uh, black and white film, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I've sh I've sh I mean, I, I, I'll shoot colour film if, there's a, uh, if, I, if I feel it's a need. You know? I think I gave you one role one time. It yeah. would have been like one of your first roles. Yeah, yeah it was. It, yeah, I, in my in my twelve years of uh, analog photography, you know, like serious analog photography, yeah. I've shot a, um, a total of um, three rolls of, <laughs> of of color film. They were in one twenty. Yeah. I've shot. Um, I've shot. I think we were going, I think it was portrait. Each. I think mm. each of them was portrait. Yep. Not bad. Not a bad choice. <laughs> well, uh, I, I, the first one I shot was a. Uh, was like 18 year old expired portrait mm. I got from my old boss because it was like sitting at the bottom of, a, of an old camera bag and I said wow. can I have this I'll have this and then I sort of didn't shoot it for about six years and then I no, shot no. it and then I shot it and then I waited for about another six years to develop it and have it yeah, and, and did it turn out all yeah right? it, uh, that is my uh, it's quite low fi oh yeah I can yeah, imagine but it's a, uh, it, it, but yeah, it worked. There's pictures on that. And oh well, I mean, success. I'll take it. And then, <laughs> then another question I have for you is: Is there anything that um, is keeping you excited at the moment? Something that you want to try? Something like could be gear, it could be develop. Also, I don't know anything. Yeah. Well, there's a uh, there's two things. That I'm gonna. Well, there's sort of there's one thing and then like one company, and the one thing is a uh, the Pinster cameras. Which are uh, pinhole cameras that you can develop mm. in the camera. Yeah, I've seen you doing yeah. that. It looks so they, good. They've just made a um, eight by ten. Oh. one. So you could do an eight mm. by ten pinhole experiment. <gasps> that which, is going to look awesome. Which I'm very, which I'm, which I'm very excited about. Yeah. And then there's also I'm going to analog spotlight um, Chroma camera who are making three D printed large format sort of cameras, yeah. which I think is which is great because large format is. It's so difficult to get into without you've got to do so much research just to buy a camera. Yep. And that and you know providing a, 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 a simple point of entry where you can buy something you know, new. Yeah. And and they're quite light, aren't they? They're really light, yeah. Mm. Yeah, they're really light, and uh, yeah, pair that with some former four hundred. You can you know and a viewfinder, you can zone focus and you know, do a landscape on a point and shoot. Ah. Pair it with a with a rapid back. You can take oh, wow. six shots with you at a time. And, mm. See, like I know now what I want for my birthday. <laughs> yeah, that's worth. That it is definitely worth it. It's a much newer, it's a much newer sort of a uh, way of getting into it than what we've had before. But oh, that yeah. is the advantage of a uh, you know modern technology over just absolutely yeah you know, field cameras. And uh, do you have any plans for anything that you want to shoot? Because at the moment it's quite hard because of the weather. Maybe it's just hard to get out. But do you have any ideas of somewhere where you want to go? Something like like a project. Yeah, there's, I've got a few personal ones that I'm sort of lining up. I'm thinking a, um, they're, they're, they're a um, sort of la more landscape, landscape ones. I really want to. I've planned a, a hike round. It's called Alpert Castle in the, in the Peak District. It's not a castle; it's a mountain. Oh. It looks very nice. I really want to go there, and also the uh, Monsell Trail for its all uh, for its abandoned industrial, you know, architecture of you know lime kilns and old tunnels and things. And so they're, they're, those are my next two shoots that, I've, that I want to get done. Want to do go hike, walk, and shoot in sort of the next couple of months. Yep, that sounds really good. And then now we also have a, um, well, something extra to talk about because uh, when I asked uh, Chris about 
just having this chat about the sound system and doing a podcast about the sound system. Then I also had the, well, he mentioned that he had something to tell me and to tell you all about compact cameras. Yes, yes, this is great. I, so, big thing for me in, in lots of what I do is always how do you get new, new people interested in it? And, you know, it, there are a finite amount of, you know, compact cameras in the world and they're all slowly dying and people are buying them. So there's less and less, you know, 12 year, you know, 10 years ago, you could go to a charity shop and find a film camera for, you know, for, you know, for, you know people who couldn't give them away. Yeah. Whereas now it's a whole thing. So I'm sort of looking and wanting new one, wanting to experiment. Um, the shop boots, in reality, they, they rebadged a series of a, um, film cameras from, you know, real manufacturers, reputable manufacturers, and if you look on eBay, they, they, there are tons of them, and they, they command such a sort of low price compared to their contemporaries. So the sort of one I, I've just got is a, um, is a 500AF, which is a rebadged Konica Big Mini Junior. And, you know, mine costs, you know, eight pounds, and the, the Big Minis go for like sort of 30, 40 pounds, depending on condition. And it's just worth having a look for Boots 35 millimeter camera. Ah, so they literally just like, it's like rebranded proper cameras. Yeah. yeah. That's it. It's just rebadged ones. It's rebadged re ah, mid, yeah. mid range sort of cameras that a, um, you know, because as much as I could say, yeah, go get a, uh, you know, a, a, a Contax T3, but that's, yeah, good, good luck, and, yeah. and then, especially if they're all electronic, they're all, go they're going to stop working at some point, don't, sp don't, pay, don't pay a lot, before, here yeah. you can get a, uh, you can get a good, if you've got, if you're getting into film photography, yeah, that's a great way to do it, because yeah. you can actually, you can still get them. Yeah, and these are, like, just nice to have on your bag. Yeah. It's just That's, it's great. It's nice. It it's compact. Good. It's got a. Um, oh no way! Have you got Paneffi here? Yeah, I've got Paneffi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got Paneffi. That's in, bearing. Yeah, in a uh, in a thirty millimeter compact with a, with a thirty-five millimeter. Was it a four-point-seven lens? Yep. Yeah. Well, it's got a flash. It's got a flash. It's a, but it's a um, no. If, it's it's another thing to look at if you say because it gets it, it's hard to you know you've got to do a little bit you generally if you see a camera you probably want to do a little bit of research find out when it has you know what lens it is will it take yeah. you know dx can it read dx coded film and you know these are just ones that would have been sold at a bit of a premium to people who maybe wanted good pictures but weren't necessarily into photography yeah and and so so yeah. I think they're a great deal at the moment. They've yeah, got yeah, yeah. There, there are rebadged Ricos, rebadged Conicas, rebadged, uh, and rebadged Pentaxes. Yeah. Um, um, That's really good. I mean, they're not going to be uh, useful for the sun system, like we were No, you'll struggle. <laughs> you'll struggle with the, with the zone system. But uh, you know, if you want a compact camera, that's a good way to go. And uh, it's not just boots. They're also rebadged by uh, uh, Braun mm. and. Uh, uh, other companies, which can't, you know, depends on sort of your market where you are. Yeah. But if you think your, if you think your your, your big drugstores that also developed film back in the day, they probably had some, and there's a good chance it was some of these because they're all just yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, that's perfect. Okay, so we, we get this really good tip. And then just to kind of like summarize the what we've been talking about today, the song system, let's just give like a list of essentials. Well, I know you can do it with different film stock with different developers yeah. like but let's just say I really want to learn this, um, what do I need? You really want to learn a zone system? Well, uh, there's you need is a camera with manual controls. Uh, I say spot meter, but you can use uh, one of the various light meter apps on your phone. Yeah. And to be honest, I'd recommend that just because spot Easy. meters are just they're, they're good. They stayed good. They're still expensive. And if you and it's it's a barrier to entry. Use use one of the free apps that looks through the camera, mm -hmm. and then you can put that on a point in the same way. And and film-wise, I mean, just use whatever you're comfortable with. Use whatever you like to shoot and you shoot often because it's what you uh, it's what you know best. And it's the same for developer. Just you know, just you know, maybe if you you go on a trip and you shoot a whole roll on the same day, and you say, well, these are all going to be more or less a similar sort of exposure. You can say, right, well, I'm going to have an experiment and see what happens if I cut my development time on this bit or increase it or. You know, yeah. That's what you need. So maybe we were talking about well, for the five medium format, thirty-five mil is going to be a little bit harder. Still yeah. possible, I suppose, if you like maybe yeah. shooting the whole roll yeah. on the same day. Yeah, the same that's, that's, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I'd I'd say uh, one twenty is your easier way into it, just because yeah. you can sort of, especially and uh, even if you even if you don't have one of those cameras, you know, if you can get one of the old Kodak folding ones. Yeah. They're uh, you know, the, the uh, best pocket camera, they're the, you know, you've got manual controls on that. You might not have a wide range of shutter speeds, but you've got all the apertures. That's true. It's got, it's zone focus, but it's got marks mm -hmm. for where to focus. And, uh, um, you know, they're great, they're great little cameras. And yeah. they're, uh, um, you know, six by seven, six by nine, mm -hmm. some of them. So you're sort of getting eight shots a row or around that. And that makes it much easier than yeah. Control. To, to have a consistent you know, yeah. exposure on the roll, never mind just on the Absolutely, frame. Yeah. Or a, yeah. And so it's, yeah. you and don't need a lot, but just use what you've got. You just need manual. Use what you've got, yeah. yeah. And then in terms of like reading, would you recommend, because I recommend uh, John Blakemore's book, Black and White Photography yeah. Workshop, because you get like a lot of information and examples that I think are useful. Um, would you have any other recommendations or, or anything that would help people to actually visualize what it is and how it could help them to make photos considering the sun system? Yeah, well, what I think is a, um, probably going to be like something that's incredibly helpful is to, a, um, if you find sort of these, these you know, film photographers when that was the only option, mm. and if you can find their like contact sheets. I'm not saying buy the buy, buy, buy books of them. But, you know, if you go on Instagram, you can you know there's pictures and you can see contact and you can see where someone has really worked to get a shot. And they've taken one shot slightly different, one at this exposure, one at a different exposure. And I'd say it's a because um, again it's it's kind of a, there is a feel you can get a feel for the zone system a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think you'll have a you know. Rep, that's a good place to start and say, say, look at that and, try, and really try and look at the differences between two similar images and, yeah. and then, you know, you go out and you say, oh, can I do that? And then you've 
try there, and then maybe then have a look at you know John Blake was because yeah. and then if you're like oh that was really good I really want to do that well maybe have a look at the negative at that point yeah. that's really good or you know Fred Archer's portraiture one uh-huh. because that's sort of a similar time and it's you know if you if you don't shoot a lot of landscapes that's yeah. that's probably going to ha- you know I would say that's more of an inspirational book where it okay. is an instructive one because mm-hmm, it's, it's mm-hmm. It, you know it's a photo book and it's got pictures in it whereas the negative is like a technical manual for yeah but um, yeah have a look at the books and okay. You know, take everything you find with sort of a, a pinch of salt because, yeah. you know, it's, you know, we've come a long way in, the, in 80 years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so is Phil. Yeah, that's true. And then, well, if you have any questions about the system, if you have any questions for Chris, you can ask him. Um, he'll be happy to answer on Instagram. And then, just to finish, I'm talking about cameras as well. Um, I've got a little um, test. Uh, for, for you. Um, so basically what's happening is that um, um, someone who listens to our podcast has sent um, some recordings and these are really good recordings for our uh, section called PACS which is uh, Pleasing Analog Camera Sounds and I'm talking about Stuart Jenkins and he has been very kind to send us all of these um, recordings with different cameras. So I thought that it's just instead of just like telling you what the what the sound is, um, I thought it would be fun to have this um, test. <laughs> so basically, just listen to the recording and tell me what you think. Oh, that's a fun one. That's a fun one, I know. <laughs> Ooh. What do you think? It sounds... Alright, so it sounds electronic. Yeah. Okay. It's... it's... Oh, that's an interesting one. I, I want to say it sounds like it's something's focus racking, but I can't tell if that's... Is that the shutter? Is that the, fo- is that the film advancer? Oh, wait. I actually have that information here. Oh. So. It kind of sounds like the lens is going in and, in and out, and uh, but it could. Um, I think it's actually the shutter. Yeah. Oh, that's an interesting one. Um, this one is a very interesting one because it's a completely different shutter. Yeah. Um, oh, is it? It could. It, again, it's it's a long one. It's. It, and I, I assume that's, that's two instances of a shutter uh-huh. Uh-huh. rather than you know the same one. So, if I were to guess, I would say it's some kind of panoramic mm-hmm. swing camera because it, it sounds. If that's the shutter, it sounds too. It's it's too long of an exposure. If you like, it lasts yeah. too, for too long, and it feels like there's something else going on there. It's not just the. Uh, uh, you know, it's not just the lens focusing of a, yeah, I, I, ooh, I would, and it sounds a bit electric, ooh. Mm-hmm. It is, it's interesting. It's interesting, it yeah. sounds like there's cogs going to it, yeah, that's really, oh, that's a and cool I, one. I actually really liked it, and I'm, I'm happy that someone has sent some pleasing analog camera sounds, because <laughs> sometimes people bring stuff on it, that's, that's not pleasing, thank you, <laughs> but I like, I like to, you know, hear something nice. Yeah, that's a good one, that's, that's a really a interesting one. one to think about, yeah. Yeah, so, um, we'll listen to the answer on the next episode, so if you want to know which camera this is, and a little bit more about it, 
Um, well, you have to wait until the <laughs> until the next episode. Um, so again, so thank you to Stuart Jenkins for sending uh, these recordings. Very helpful, very nice. And I think that is it for today. I think so. Yeah. Okay. So well, for today because I think it would be nice to have yeah. another chat. This is the Zone System 101. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. So I hope you have enjoyed this. I hope you can. Um, start using the sound system more in your life. I definitely will. <laughs> yeah, so. and uh, yeah, it's time to get in the zone. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. That's yeah. it. That's it. So thank you, Chris, for everything today. It's been no, very no. helpful. Anytime. Thank you for having me. And that's it. So see you in the next one. And keep shooting, but keep shooting film. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>